of Beanstalk. Today, we are talking about bananas. We're talking about Ecrofruit, the real deal when it comes to ethically sourced bananas. And we got two amazing ladies on, in no particular order. Jenny, say hello. Kim, say hello. Hello. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so we're live onto Facebook. We're live onto LinkedIn. And uh, we're also live onto, onto the podcast. And I just want to give everyone a bit of an understanding as to um, Equifruit and also uh, to big up Global Women Fresh. Uh, because uh, a couple of months ago, we were involved with a great broadcast on our BSOC platforms where Jenny participated. And there was something about Jenny and, and what she was talking about in the respect of Equifruit and how you as a business are different in the way that you are ethically sourcing fresh produce that I wanted to get you on collectively so that we could spend 40 minutes, 50 minutes with you to learn more about your business and how you're different in the sectors. And no disrespect to other businesses, but we need oh, innovators, disruptors, um, people like you who are noisy um, to create a noise in the, in the sector. So people buy more fresh produce and buy ethically more fresh produce so that the, uh, the, the growers are, are better served on a global basis. So let's just give a bit of a, a, a remit, a bit of a description on um, Equifruit. You are a group of diehard believers in ethical fruit sourcing, especially when it comes to bananas. They, these ladies and their team, are on a mission to right the wrongs of banana business history by making it fair from the start, especially for farmers. Established in 2006, Equifruit is Canada's leading fair trade certified banana importer. They are a growing produce aisle sweetheart with current distribution in Quebec and Ontario. Stay tuned for their worldwide fair trade banana domination, starting with North America and then over into the UK. Um, Beanstalk, we love these guys and are looking to assist them with their mission by our international networks. So if you like what you see in the respect of uh, Jenny and Kim and Equifruit, engage with them. Look at all the tags that we'll put on uh, these various posts so you can find out more, more about them. So Jenny, let's start with you. Why, why get into this, this, this crazy world of fresh produce and, and look to make a difference? Are you mad, Jenny? Slightly, slightly mad. At the outset, very, very naive. So I got into Equifruit and the banana business by acquiring a small company which had been built by a mother-daughter duo here in Quebec. Uh, the daughter went back to university and the mom retired and the business was very small at the time. They were doing just one container of week, a week, but they had worked hard to open the market to fair trade bananas. So the Canadian market the North American market is quite different from that in Europe yeah. in that not everybody knows about fair trade. There's still a lot of education to be done. At any rate, I, I was presented with this opportunity. I had had a yearning to be an entrepreneur, to own my own business, and Equifruit sort of fell into my lap. And, um, you know, when I first saw what this business was, I thought fruit, fun. Everybody likes fruit. You know, everybody can relate to fruit. It's not like, um, you know, plumbing supply yeah. parts or something. Yeah, it's, it's tangible. It's, 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 it's that's I, right. Got... We're, we're all consumers of fruit. We all have a relationship to it. And yeah. then the fair trade angle, of course, <laughs> the fair trade angle, of course, is um, uh, a lovely match to earlier experiences that I had in um, international development. What I really like about fair trade is that it's it's very pragmatic international development. It's it's trade and it's not aid. It's based on 
yeah, um, well uh, business uh, with a with a social mission. So well, well said. So, so we, we get a bit of an understanding about Jenny. Jenny, Jenny sort of stumbled across this, this, this amazing business and has taken it to great heights. Kim, what's your backstory, please? Uh, I've worked in sales since I was 17 years old. And uh, Jenny and I, our children went to daycare together. At the time I was an event planner. I'd been in culinary school and tried all different things. And it was really just one conversation with Jenny that got me hooked on fair trade bananas. She had a fair trade pin on her jacket and she told me that she had the year earlier purchased this company, fair trade bananas. I knew about fair trade coffee, didn't know anything about mm -hmm. bananas. And she just, she kind of shook my world when she said, bananas shouldn't be so cheap. Bananas are really cheap because farmers aren't paid very well and often work under exploitative conditions. Yeah. And my, my mind exploded. You know, I'm the child of two immigrants to Canada where we were praised for saving every penny and being very frugal. But as a millennial, I don't want to do that as the at the expense of anybody's livelihood. And yeah. so I just I was looking for a new challenge in sales and marketing. And I just said, do you want your business to grow? <laughs> Jenny said yes. And I said, please hire me. I would love to make this my my life's mission to just wow. get the word out. I figured nobody knew this because yeah. I didn't. And therefore we could just get the message out together. Yeah. yeah. So, so where, where do we go with this? This, so I bought this bunch of bananas from our, our my local uh, retail retailer called the co-op um, mm -hmm. in, um, in the UK. And th these are fair, fair trade uh, bananas. But the thing that always amazes me is that, and I have to go to Sterling, they cost a pound. Um, if I bought a, and I won't name them, um, a can of um, rubbish uh, energy drink, I'm looking at £1.80. If I'm buying a, a, a big king-size choppy bar, um, I'm looking at £1.20. Um, so to me, it's ridiculous, especially when I've, um, I've, I've researched this a, a little bit further, that um, at our other retailer, Asda, that used to be owned by, by Walmart, um, about a, a, or just, just pre-pandemic, pre, uh, for half a dozen um, bananas, there were 89p, from Ecuador. And um, when I got in contact with um, some connections in, in Ecuador, it was actually more expensive to buy the bananas in Ecuador than it was in, in the UK. And, and this this always come, I've, I said this on a number of broadcasts before, there's a there's a big conference in the UK called the, the City Food Lecture. And about four or five years ago, they had the, the vice presidents of Pepsi um, on there saying how um, great the business was in, um, in, in Europe and how they're striving to, uh, to make a difference and be sustainable and da 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 da. Um, and one of our industry leaders, a lovely chap called Chris White, who runs uh, Eurofruit right. magazine yeah, and, yeah. and uh, the Fresh Produce Journal, he posed the question to him. He, he stood up and, and said, sir, uh, when will PepsiCo start getting involved in, uh, in bananas? And this chap re retorted back, uh, without hardly taking a breath, saying, uh, you show me how to make money out of bananas, we'll get involved in, um, in bananas. And it comes back to this age-old problem, which we're, we're debating about now in, in the UK and, and some, some of the, your colleagues in, the, in America and Canada are also joining in, that uh, fresh produce is, is too cheap, um, that it is going to be the salvation of everyone um, health-wise, and, and especially on a fair trade basis, especially for banana growers. We need to encourage them and they need to be paid uh, uh, correctly and that's why we need businesses like you to make a real difference you two ladies you could have gone off to, and done anything it could have been a politics corporate business but the fact that um and and um, and, and kim what you say about you want you want to do something this is sort of your life choice to make this difference it's just it's just it's just a, it's, a, it's amazing but kim is it achievable 
Is it achievable to use this vehicle of Aquafruit to really make a difference? Is it achievable, Kim? It is achievable. I mean, in the last, I've been, I'm in my seventh year with the company. We've already seen sales grow tenfold. Wow. And the conversation has really shifted in Canada from what used to be, uh, no, this, is, this seems nice, but my customer is not asking for this to, oh yeah, of course their ethical consumerism is on the rise and yeah. we have to make this part of our CSR strategy. So it's definitely achievable. And the biggest barrier right now is just retailers getting their minds wrapped around increasing slightly the price of bananas. We're not talking about doubling, tripling, quadrupling. We're talking about a marginal increase, which will still be affordable for all consumers. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty wild. And when we're talking about that fair trade price, right? Just going back to what you were saying earlier, how we have to make sure that farmers are paid well. Under fair trade international standards, we have to respect minimum prices at source. And that minimum floor price reflects the cost of sustainable production. So in addition to that, we're also paying a dollar per case, which gets invested in different social projects. Well, but if okay. without, without that floor price, farmers have no security. They're subject yeah. to market price, which fluctuates well below the cost of sustainable production. Yep. And I think that that simple message resonates with people. You don't, everybody wants a deal, but nobody wants a deal at another human being's expense. Well, well, well said. And the, that conversation that you're specifically having with retailers, just asking for a little bit more margin, is that um, with, with this growth, with this uh, um, as a positive tsunami about sustainability, are, are you getting positive feedback from the from the retailers? Are they still digging their heels in? No, we. I would say we're getting positive feedback. For the retailers who haven't jumped on board yet, they're keeping an eye on us. Yeah. And okay. I think that they're excited more and feeling more confident to roll out a fair trade strategy with Equifruit. Yeah. They see us as a brand that is has been committed to fair trade sourcing since day one. So we yeah. have an authenticity in our brand that, you know, the yeah. likes of a large multinational couldn't purchase. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's really unique to us. And, and retailers are a bit like sheep in, in that they do look at each other and uh, they, they wait for someone else to make the, the big jump. But that, that, that's why I'm really excited about your business, because you've managed to create a, a brand for bananas, which, is, which has never been re really heard of before. Um, Jenny, what makes Equifruit the most ethical banana out there? Let, let's, let's really drive that, that home so that people get, get an understanding. I think that um, our history, our company history of only ever having imported fair trade bananas holds us in very good stead. You know, it's not like we've decided to capitalize on a market opportunity for, as Kim just said, this ethical consumer. Oh, we're going to jump in now and yeah. offer a fair trade banana just to please that one segment. And 98% of the rest of our products we're okay with. Uh, you know, well, just so, a little uh, touch of child labor. You know, that's that's not our deal. Our deal yeah. is that we've only ever been true to fair trade values. And we, you know, we get paid for bringing fruit from point A to point B. But really what drives us is our mission to educate Canadians and to change the market, to change the market so that fair trade becomes a mainstream product so that you're not going into a specialty, um, uh, tiny, uh, high-end organic store to find a fair trade banana, but that you can anywhere in Canada go into a grocery store 
and and pick up an Equifruit Fairtrade banana. banana. Yeah. And you, you have to understand, Max, that the Canadian landscape is quite different from that in the UK, where one out of three bananas are fair trade. In Canada, we're at about, you know, 1% of the market. I don't just mean Equifruit. I mean, the total fair trade banana market share is very low. We are growing. We're wow. grabbing market share. We're changing mindsets. We're going to change the industry. But we do it based on the fact that we have this very, very clean track record and, and a very clear commitment to, wow. to fair trade. So, so um, Tim, I'm really stunned by that 1% figure because uh, fair trade bananas in the UK, they, they've been here for donkey's years. But like the Sainsbury's uh, started stocking them someone hopefully come, come online and correct me but yeah literally six seven eight years ago likewise co-op is is a, not a large um uh, re retail it's convenience stores but the fact they've got fair trade bananas that's a it's also uh sainsbury's and waitrose have made 100 percent commitments to yeah. fair trade bananas all of their bananas both conventional and organic anything any banana product they have in their store is fair trade and yeah. our first retailer in all of North America to make a similar commitment um, is Longo's, a Toronto area um, family owned uh, supermarket chain of about 37 stores. They, uh, in partnership with Equifruit, made the full switch in May of this year. And this is, they are very, very well regarded. And this is part of this tipping point, this wave that Kim talked about, where people realize, hey, uh, a Longos can do this yeah. and Longos can raise the prices on yeah. bananas and not get complaints for their customers. People respond um, yeah. to Longos statement of values and they respond also to our branding and the material we have at point of sale, which is intended to educate consumers yeah. about why this bananas a tiny bit more expensive yeah. and yet I, has a wow. clean supply chain is fair to farmers. Jenny I'm really, really learning something today and I, I suppose I feel a bit humble privileged that in the UK we, we've been fair trade for, yeah. for, for so You're long. You're amazing you are. are... But, 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 okay what, what what have your retailers been doing have, have they been living in a box have, have they have they have they not heard that the Beatles have split up. Where, where'd they be? They, they, they should have been on fat finding missions. I'm, we're doing it one at a time, Max. We're not going to tell them the Beatles just yet. Okay. We'll, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but but, but having, having said all of that, there's a great opportunity for, you, for yourselves to, to make um, a, a real difference and also to create a brand. It's so difficult to create a brand within 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 fresh uh, fresh produce on, on that basis. Um, Kim, let's talk about your brand strategy. How has, how has that evolved over the over your last uh, 14 years of your adventure? How has the brand strategy uh, evolved, please? So we, we put out a full rebranding at the beginning of 2021, uh, a project that we worked on with an agency called Tux last year. And so the main points that changed uh, was just the, our positioning of our brand in the market. First thing that you'll notice is that although we're talking a lot about fair trade and it's part of our point of sale material, like what you see behind me, we've, we don't put the fair trade mark on our material anymore. Uh, we're incredibly proud to be certified by Fair Trade Canada, but we really wanted to build Equifruit as the brand. And we realized that the messaging we had been putting out there in the past was a little long-winded 
you know, fair trade is a long-standing, complex economic model, and we often would see people's eyes glaze over as we enthusiastically explained the mechanics of it. And instead, we thought, you know what, how do you explain this to a kindergarten child in something that they could explain to their friend? And so why fair trade? Farmers got to get paid. That seems quite simple. And so that's the type of messaging that you'll see on the point of sale material. If you go onto our website, equifruit.com, yeah. we're really going after Gen Z millennials who have a, a tiny attention span, myself included. And so it's almost like a video game. You get onto our website, there are raining bananas, your mouse turns into a shark, your shark is eating bananas. And as you're going down this rabbit hole, you're slowly learning little bits of information about fair trade and getting excited about a brand that's doing things differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, well said. And uh, your your website, we've already tagged it, and we'll, we'll tag it again. It's one of the best fresh produce sites that, that I've seen in the last couple of years. It, it makes it, it's such a fun journey to 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 get into it when people said it's uh, you can't brand bananas how how wrong were they they just got to see your your website to to get an understanding of, of that so so is that, is that it done in the respect of your brand your brand strategy or, or come on um open the open the box tell us what what else have you got planned two three four five years down the line well we're i mean it, that's not all i mean we we really have to figure out who is our consumer who are we going after and we've called our target consumer the mindful ish consumer so somebody that is confident in their capability to make the world a better place through their purchasing, but they're not perfect because nobody's perfect. So one day they're, um, you know, buying a coffee out of a non-reusable container, and then the next day they're buying an ethically sourced banana, you know, and there's kind of this juxtaposition that we all experience on a day-to-day -day basis. We, we were trying to refine our messaging. We're trying to insert ourselves as well into popular culture conversation. So thinking about the way that people spend their time on social media, on YouTube, just how we can waste a lot of time every week, we figured let's jump onto those trains and try to capture people's attention and get them as excited about fair trade bananas as, as we are. So yeah. if you go onto our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and soon to be TikTok, if you check us out at Equifruit, mm -hmm. You're going to see us capturing whatever everybody's talking about, and then we're going to slap our Equifruit banana, which is this this lady over here, who we internally have called Claudia, and of and course. she she just she's this, just a sassy banana who gets in there and talks about what's going on in the world and basically says, look, if you have time to follow, you know, today like Met Gala, Nicki Minaj is going to the White House. If you have time to follow that story, you have five minutes to learn about fair trade. Yeah. Well, well done. And I just had a had a had a, a WhatsApp in uh, with uh, one of our clients has uh, just been having a look at your your website. Uh, the only banana sharks eat. Can you explain that, please? Sure. So I don't know if you have Shark Week in the UK, but it's a big deal in North America. So we watch sharks eat stuff for uh, for a whole week, including humans from time to time or body parts and. This is just this captivating, exciting week that I don't remember which network puts it on. But basically, what Jenny, we're... Jenny, is she being serious? Shark Week. <laughs> yeah, it's what a the thing. Where yeah, did you find this amazing lady? It's on the Learning Channel or the Discovery Channel. Discovery, or Discovery. Like it's the Discovery okay. Channel. So they sorry, Kim, keep, keep going, keep going. For decades, you would look forward to Shark Week, where they feature all types of shark stories, shark attacks. You you now have big big name celebrities that will be featured on Shark Week. And um, so we're, we're basically poking fun again at 
time time wasters. If we have time to get excited about Shark Week, then surely you have time to spend learning about the importance of paying banana farmers fairly. Because in the past, Excellent. we really just felt that we would explain our mission and people would say, that's nice, but then they would just ignore it. And we want to be yeah. impossible to ignore. We want to okay. be a brand that captivates your attention and gets you excited about what we're doing. Okay, I'm going to love it when you it know, comes we, to the- we, are, we work hard at what we do and we're very committed to our mission, but we know that not everybody is going to be interested in the fine details of fair trade that we are. Yeah. And what our messaging, what our branding does is, um bring a little humor to the to the subject and and release some of the tension which is connected to fair trade because at the base of fair trade is a need to correct real trading injustices yeah, yeah. workplace harassment low pay oh. i mean the list goes on it's it's kind of terrible we know all of this we could spend the next half hour talking about this, but we'd probably lose your audience immediately. But if we make a little joke and behind it, we have a serious message about fair trade, you're much more likely to draw people well in and, and have them follow follow you and your mission. And I think that's what's great about you and your, your team that you don't actually come from the produce sector per, per se. So you can look at it, at it in a different angle. While some, some people who've been in produce all the way through uh, from, from the start of their career, they, they might be a, a bit silent in their, in their thinking and can't think in a, especially on a, on a marketing basis, in, in, a, in a different, in a different um, strategic manner. I just, when, when you come in to dominate the UK, I just wonder what the equivalent of a shark week is going to be. The only thing I can think of is cricket. Um, so uh, we, we men were obsessed with cricket, and cricket is a five-day ordeal sometimes. And so that's our, our equivalent to. Um, Max, uh, uh, we'll we'll do an Instagram post just for you, in which our banana here is a cricket bat. <laughs> well, there you go. We've sorted that's it. How, that's how we do it. We're like, you want to play cricket? Play cricket with our banana, and yeah, yeah let's throw in a joke about fair trade. Yeah, and it, and I, I love that point. That's. Uh, it, yeah, you just lose the audience very quickly if you if you actually gave them the horrors of. And, and we were a big supporter of a UK organisation called Unseen, uh, which is uh, looking to combat uh, modern day slavery. And we did a yeah. a, a broadcast with the with the, the founder, um, and it was just shocking that the, the details that he revealed um, in that all my kit that I've, I'm I'm using, as he indicated, is, is probably been touched by uh, modern day um, slavery. And like likewise, unfortunately, it, it might also be operating within the within the fresh food sector. So again, coming back to yourselves. Um, deploying what what you have set up and created can really make a difference to to eliminate that in a fun in a, in a fun manner. Um, so so let, let's get down to um, a bit bit more detail. So it's great to have that, um, but does that magic dust of the, of the marketing does that does that actually work? Does it drive sales and tonnage at your at your retail uh, level? And do you think that would work when when you come over into other other continents? Um, Kim, let's uh, Kim, let's start with you. Sure. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It drives sales. It drives tonnage, which seems crazy, right? Because we're already buying a lot of bananas. Banana sales typically in, in North America, at least, represent 1% of sales in the entire grocery store or around 10% in the produce department. So for me to come in and, and pitch that you're going to drive tonnage, of course, you're going to drive sales because we're increasing the retail price. Uh, but driving tonnage is pretty exciting. So for the value proposition for a retailer is pretty nice. We're gonna, we're increasing tonnage, we're increasing sales, 
we're going to, uh, as merchandisers, we're going to come in and set up your banana section in a way that drives home this messaging around fair trade. So you're going to be positioned as a sustainability rock star. Everybody's going to smile because the messaging is fun and delightful. And then they're going to discover this little brand, this Canadian brand that's been dedicated to fair trade since day one, and they have a cool website. It's, it's a real win-win-win. And, and I was being slightly frivolous, but let's, let's be let's be serious. Jenny, do you want to take your brand and your your message and your mission on an international basis? Of course, Max. Only four percent of the world banana market, the world export banana market, is fair trade. We we want the other ninety six to be fair trade, and you know, even if we had one one percent of that share we would have made a real, real difference. So we, you know, we are um, obviously very invested in the Canadian market. We're starting to spread our wings to the US market. And we would look to Europe on an opportunity basis at this stage. Uh, But we, you know, we are so, we are so invested in wanting to change the way buyers at major supermarkets buy bananas and that consumers purchase them that yeah if we can get our message out there and it has an impact and changes behavior both at the at the retail and the consumer level so much the better fantastic and and so we've made it on on retailers what about growers when when you approach growers or, or growers come to you looking to become fair trade, is that quite an easy conversation, quite an easy sell? Or, or are they quite, um, some traditional banana growers, are they quite dogmatic? Um, do they just want to stay stay as, as they are and they don't want to go through the perceived hassle of becoming fit fair trade? What do you think, Kim? We, well, we get approached uh, every week, more sometimes more than once a week, by growers who want to work with us. And if you think about it, Max, if you had the opportunity to work with a company like Equifruit, who says we only ever buy on fair trade terms, and fair trade terms for the producer means higher prices, allowing them to um, grow sustainably in line with their own values, sustainably economically, meaning wages for their workers, um, uh, socially, meaning um, uh, good uh, working conditions, no child labor, no forced labor, yeah. and environmentally respecting fair trade rules on the use of pesticides, reduced um, water uh, usage on um, uh, initiatives to to combat the effects of climate change. Why wouldn't you do that? Absolutely. Totally. You know, we don't, we don't get, if we ever we're in a situation where there wasn't enough supply. We're not in that situation. But if we ever were in that situation where there wasn't enough supply of fair trade bananas and we approached a farmer and they're like, no, no, thanks. We're not going fair trade. Then we would just say, let's go to the next person. Yeah, you know, absolutely. it's not, it's... we're not worried about that. No, in so, fact, so one, of the, one of Fair Trade International's KPIs is to see what percentage of fair trade certified production is actually being sold on fair trade terms. So sadly, there is more production certified than there is a market for. We want to build that market. Wow. We want to we want to bring that up to a 100% uh, certification by, at producer level and demand yeah. in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Got it. 
And, and Kim, your your team, is it just the, the two of you and a, and, and a dog and a cat floating around somewhere? Or, or is it, talk, talk to us about your team, Kim. I think, except for me, I think every person on our team got a dog during COVID. But so <laughs> they, they've been emotional supporters of our team. Uh, but no, we're, we're, we're not a very large team. Altogether, we're seven women. We happen to all be women. We would be happy to receive men to our team and we'll be probably doubled in, in size by next year. Wow. Um, but yeah, we're, we're a small and mighty team. Excellent. And, yeah. and come on, success stories. This, this is the time to show off. Tell us some of your uh, success stories. Go on, Jenny, you start. I think that our, um, the, the most recent success story that we're really proud of is this partnership with Longos. This idea that we've made this major breakthrough in the North American market in partnering with a retailer who has made this 100% commitment Fair trade organic bananas are, you know, relatively commonplace. People have heard of them, but the idea that um, that standard bearer of supermarket price perception, the conventional banana um, can go fair trade, that the price can go up and that demand yeah. is not going to go down Absolutely. is a real win. Because yeah. even at, you know, as we were talking about, even at that fair trade price, a conventional fair trade banana is still half the price of um, the next fruit up at the grocery store, yeah. which is generally a conventional local apple. Yep. So yep. as Kim said earlier, it proves that fair trade is still an affordable option. Yep. Um, you know, the, the difference for uh, Canadians can eat about 15 kilos of bananas a year. The price um, at Longos for conventional bananas went up. Now, I'm sorry, this is very confusing. In Canada, we, we have a hybrid. Uh, we, we talk, we're a metric system, but for some reason, prices for bananas are still quoted per pound. God, so, ne next, you're going to be telling me you speak two different languages. <laughs> then we. The point is, if, if, um, if you make this switch, the cost of switching from a conventional banana to a fair trade conventional banana with a clean supply chain yeah. that you sleep well um, yeah. eating works out to less than 10 Canadian dollars a year. This is like six pounds. And, and yeah, you know, and so, so what's that? A couple of coffees. It's nothing. A couple of coffees yeah. from Starbucks. Who, yeah. who One and a half. <laughs> Kim, you always want the big one, don't you? Yeah. yeah and, and that's fair, fair trade, trade coffee. I, I have this frustration with the, with the retailers um, globally. That's what, what's the example? Um, there's Kantar, Kantar World Panel. If you've um, the, the, uh, one of our, our, our sponsors, uh, one of our partner sponsors. So they, they, they do deep anal analysis on the fresh produce and other food products. And our discounters, the week before Christmas, they always do this, the same thing. They deep discount uh, veg. Um, and fruit to try and get the consumer in. And they prove year after year, Cantar, that it doesn't increase footfall. Yeah. So, yeah. so why are yeah, these discounters and the other retailers just slicing their own throats and thinking yeah. it's gonna draw the consumer in? And we all know what the consumer is 
is that you think of that standard retail model that you go and you, you get your fresh produce and they try and get the pricing down as much as possible, make it as attractive as, as possible um, in the hope that you're then into the store, you've got a basket, you're committed, then you're buying the expensive wine or the expensive crisps exactly. or the expensive pop tarts. Or so so yeah, globally, we need to see fresh produce recognized for, for what it is, especially even, even more so. Uh, but but bananas bananas are the are the the most sold retail item in, in UK retail. It's a phenomenal right. sector. Yeah. And again, this bizarre element that the bulk of our bananas in the UK are, are fair trade. And why hasn't North America America followed us? But crikey, they are they are with them with, with your with your assistance. Yeah. Well, you know, honestly, Max, that brings up a really important point. I think now more than ever, we're making decisions based on data, and we should. Data is important. But what's tough is that data has guided this decision over the past several decades and retailers have been hesitant to go forward on a fair trade strategy on bananas because the data has shown that if you keep banana prices low, which everybody's done for 50 years, yeah. then you drive sales in other categories or the price perception of the store is aligned with the price of your bananas. But yeah. you, you can't have really objective data if everybody's had the same strategy you know, so finally, a player like Aquafruit is in the market, and we're challenging that data, and we're we're getting new, fresh data that's showing that people are willing to pay more. There is a much larger pricing elasticity on bananas than what people believed it was in the past. So roughly a 30% increase, if, if not higher, even up to 50%, people are willing to pay more if they know that it's a fair trade banana. Yeah. And in the past, that data just wasn't available. So this exercise and this amazing project that we've had with Longos, as Jenny's mentioned a couple times now, has the clear data point that's cut out of this project with them, switching to 100% fair trade bananas with Equifruit, is that shoppers do not buy bananas on price. They yep. buy on color. And yep. it's the job yeah. of the ripeners to do a great job to make the product look good. It's, a good, it's a, important for the retailers to make sure that the product looks good at retail. And really, if we have the right color, that beautiful, mostly yellow with green tips, those they're going to fly off the shelf. Yeah, and, and it's it, it's just a relevant conversation with, with my travels through um, through through Africa. Uh, the, the the bananas that, that are sold are, are a lot more uh, a lot smaller, um, and, and they're pretty ugly, but they're sweet. They're gorgeous. I yeah. I, I think the Oh, it's it's just like wonky veg, um, yeah. straight uh, straight uh, uh, bendy ye yellow bananas. We don't eat the skin. Uh, we we yeah. eat uh, again. And consumers as consumers, we've been I don't know slightly misled by by the by the retail sector. Um, team, just I got a question in from from WhatsApp. Uh, waste within within the UK, um, it is reported that we throw away 1.2 million bananas a day. Uh, because of the consumer not um, being educated as to um, how to store them, how to how to look after them, what, what's your take? What's your view on 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 how how do we educate the consumer to to buy uh, your fair trade uh, bananas, your um, your equifruit bananas? But how how can we make sure we consume them all of them as much as possible? Not not put them in the bin. Jenny, what do you think? First of all, that's a really shocking statistic, and I've never seen banana specific data on consumer food waste here in Canada. I would say that the if we look at, at food waste more globally, the thing that would probably reduce overall food waste most in the banana sector is a loosening on sourcing specs. 
yeah, um, by retailers. Well yeah. Th that um, when bananas go through the sorting and the packing stage, you know, you just said, Max, if there's a banana with sort of a wonky shape, yeah. that banana is going to get um, excluded yeah. from the import export process, pardon me, at, at origin. You know, sometimes two bananas will grow together. They're sort of like twins. Have you ever seen one of those? No, because no. those get get axed at origin. If they're too small or too long or too thin or too thick, they get axed, but the fruit inside can still taste delicious oh, if handled and ripened properly. Yeah. And, and you know, we are used to seeing all bananas be about this length and you know that width, and that's just not the way nature no. um, happens. Uh, no. So I think Agreed. if we if we sort of look big picture, of course. Um, I'm not saying that there aren't strategies, there isn't banana bread or smoothies or other ways that we could use bananas. If you've got excess bananas, throw them in the freezer for a rainy day, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, that it seems daft to me, but, but from Thank a you. big picture, um, yeah, the specs, the, the sort of pandering to uh, the consumer who believes there's only one right way, one correct banana to buy, that, we have to work on that education. That's that's clear. Kim, yogis? Oh, it just makes me think, you know, these unrealistic standards for fruits and vegetables. They're almost all like supermodels, right? <laughs> you choose like this, you choose this specific, yeah, this gorgeous, however many inches, so much curvature, this color. And as soon as it has a blemish on it or it's too short or too wonky, it doesn't make the cut. I can remember the first time that Jenny took me down to Peru and Ecuador to visit our farmers. We were at the packing station in Ecuador and there was a pile of bananas, twice our height. And these were all number two bananas that were gonna be going to the processing facility, which at the very least was gonna be sold as fair trade banana puree. But I just yep. remember looking at them and thinking I would buy any one of these bananas. They looked perfectly fine to me. Yep. It was yep. really nuts. I'll just go back to that point about pricing. If a, a fresh produce was uh, was being presented and charged out to the consumer at an appropriate, correct rate, I don't think um, on a domestic basis, most families would be throwing away bananas when when a mum or dad would be saying, um, that that's, that's that's a dollar, dollar okay. that's a pound, that's, that's 50 cents, don't throw it away. You're, you're not going to throw away half a bottle of wine. You're not going to throw yeah. away half a steak, um, but you might throw away a banana uh, because we're not we're not valuing it, which is That's which right. is crazy because it's the most oh, yeah. fresh produce is, is the most important fresh most important Beautiful food product I, I think um, glo globally. Yeah, sure. I do think if, that. Yeah. If you've had the opportunity to go down and visit banana farmers, you'll never oh. throw away that half banana without thinking yeah. about it. I I'll, I'll never forget just the weight. Um, they were cutting down the, the fruit will grow in a giant cluster of about 100 pounds or you know 40 50 kilos and I remember wanting to get that perfect <laughs> Instagram picture with the banana on my shoulder and I mean even if I have three children and I carry them around all the time I don't remember ever feeling something so heavy on my body I thought my neck was yeah. going to snap so just yeah. thinking about these farmers who move these huge clusters of fruit onto the into the packing stations and are working in the scorching heat all day. Yeah. And then this journey to keep the fruit asleep for, you know, all the way to the UK, maybe three, four weeks in a, you know, 
perfectly temperature controlled container and then this ripening process for three to five days and then it has to travel with other fruit at the right temperature or it'll turn gray this is such a finicky product that we're talking about yeah so it's yeah. even less valued when you see it and when i see i can see what people are thinking when i'm in the grocery store and they're picking up the bananas people are so particular about how their bananas look and i know sometimes they put it back down because it has that one little spot on it but as we all know you you open it up and it's perfectly fine inside yeah. so we really do need to see that shift in mindset so yeah. that people are more careful and are more responsible for food waste my my mum tells a great story that she she remembers uh, um uh, when she was a young kid after the uh, second world war bananas hadn't um, uh, been around <clears throat> around for a while no, no surprise and when they did come in the, the kids were, were so amazed to see a, ban a banana um, they didn't know what to do with it so they peeled it they threw away the inner and they ate the skin and they, <laughs> and they, they, they still still loved it um, i was very privileged in, in my travels through africa to to go to ghana and i went to uh ghana's first fair trade uh, banana farm um oh, set, up, set up by um, an amazing dutch 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 chap and, and the, the story there is, is, is amazing. He's got no kids of his own and he's passed on the farm uh, to his Ghanaian farm manager who's been with him for 15 years. And they've been through everything, hurricanes, floods, oh. fires, pestilence. And so, so I just uh, I asked him, um, remember he's Dutch, uh, would, would you have done anything else? No, Max, I loved it. I love it. It's the only thing I've ever wanted to do. And it's, it's such an amazing backstory wherever you go globally with uh, with bananas and other, other fresh produce. And it'd be amazing to get that story out through the likes of yourself so that people know, as you, as you say, that when you're, when you're buying a banana, um, that they can relate to it. They can relate to it coming from South America <clears throat> or, or the light, lights, of, um, lights of Ghana. And guys, I just had a really interesting qu question in. Do you have plans to add value to wonky bananas, for example, into smoothies or soaps for the skin? Well, that's an interesting one for, for the skin. Any plans on that side? Or are, you, are you gonna keep with the conventional? Well, we definitely were struck okay. by the, the puree facility we, that we visited in Ecuador. And it's always this project in the back of our minds, how we can add value to composite products by bringing that product in, whether it's for soaps or, or any, anything, you know, whether it's for baked goods. So it's, it's an option for us. You know, what we need is we're so busy focused on the fresh, fresh fruit side of the business. Um, and we're so grateful to have the opportunity to be on this platform to share about our branding. We basically just need an army of believers who are going to yeah. come onto our team and help us build out this global brand and yeah, for sure. Whoever you are, come and run our soap division <laughs> or our banana bread yeah. division. Honestly, we just ideas. don't have enough We're, time. We want to listen to them. And we want to get into other fruits and vegetables, all fair trade certified, of course. But again, mm -hmm. it just you just need people who are hardworking and focused on growth and growing sustainably and strategically. Yeah, well, well done. So, so, so team, we're just starting to um, to run out of time. Um, collaboration. If there's one thing I've learned over the last 18 months and having run 150 broadcasts globally, um, we can't be siloed in our thinking, especially in these, uh, hopefully, these uh, strange times that we're, we are exiting from. Collaboration is, is so key. How can we, um, Beanstalk and all of our networks and all the people dialed in, how can we help you? How can we collaborate with you to make this real difference that, that you're making in, in Canada and then, and then hopefully globally? Jenny, you start. How can we all help you? Well, that's just an overwhelmingly lovely question to have to answer. I think that um, 
thinking about these issues and talking about them with people around you who are decision makers, either at retailers or distributors, uh, is, is a wonderful thing. Talk to policymakers about um, you know, putting in supply chain legislation, which would hopefully encourage people to buy bananas or other produce um, with clean supply chains. You know, so th those are sort of big picture answers. I think, yeah. you know, what Kim just said a moment ago, if you have ideas for us or ways that you see we could improve or grow, then please get in touch with us. Both Kim and I are very active on LinkedIn. You can also write to us through our website. We'd love to hear from you. Fantastic. Jenny, you're stealing my questions now, but uh, Kim, Kim <laughs> what, what's, what's your view on, on, the, on the back of what Jenny said? How, how, can, how, can, how can people help you? How can people take what, the success that you're creating in, in Canada? How can, how can we help you bring that out on an international basis, be that Europe, be that Austra Australasia, uh, be that, be that um, Africa, be that South Africa? What do you think, Kim? You know what would be so awesome? We are trying to grow our social media network exponentially. Right now we're at about 2,500 followers on Instagram. I want us to get to 10,000 by the end of the year. So get onto Instagram at Equifruit. Right now we have a contest to win some fair trade cotton organic t-shirts and hats, all Equifruit swag. And jump onto our other social networks, onto Twitter, follow us at Equifruit, the only banana hashtag. And, and just spread that word about this Canadian company that's doing business differently and doing it in a really cool way. Team, you're, you're brilliant. A big, um, a big thank you to Global Women Fresh for introducing us to, um, to Jenny um, initially and, and the Equifruit business. So what have we learned from this? Uh, the Beatles haven't split up yet in, uh, in, in, in Canada, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but we're about to tell the, the, the retailers that um, it'd be fascinating for um, Canadian retailers when we can do for them to spend more time um, with us or, to, or, for, or for, perhaps team we can introduce some of your retailers to some of our UK retailers um, to, to maybe we could set up a broadcast a joint um, two three four way broadcast with, with some of the retailers from, from this end and, and your end to get this conversation going so that we can all learn on this basis I, I like that love that idea um, about yeah. about collaboration um, but let's all support you. Let's all follow you on social media. Let's see if we can get you, as you say, further expanded within your own country territories at the moment. And then we just look forward to the success that you will create internationally, not only in bananas, but in these um, other other products that we were fresh produce products that we were talking about uh, talking about earlier. And, and guys, to, to wrap up, where am I going to go with this one? What is your favourite fresh produce? Let's see. Let's see how we go with this one, Kim. It's pretty hard to beat a perfect mango. I would, yeah. I would, I would think I'm gonna either that or a grenadilla. But those, those two have captured my heart in a special way. Yeah, it's just, just fresh produce is amazing, isn't it? Oh, should we let, yeah. let, Jen, let, should we let Jenny have a go? Jenny, what's your favorite fresh produce? Well, it's not something you get at the grocery store, but um, uh, we have what we call in Canada cottage, which means a uh, basically a summer house. And in the woods and behind the summer house, there are tiny wow. wild raspberries and they are oh. Oh. just the best thing you've ever had ever. 
Well, it, okay. I just think about them right now. I'm going to have to zone out a moment and come back to you because <laughs> the experience is so blissful. When, when we can, we'll all get it on a plane to come with you to, to, for you to show us your woods. Please, please do come. So here we go. Equifruit, what a success story, but much, much more to come. Um, ladies, fantastic have, to have you on. Um, anything that we can all do to help to collaborate with you to make this success within fresh produce we're here to help well done you're amazing thank you very much thank, thank you thank you, you thank so you. much max this was so much fun excellent bye -bye. okay guys see you soon see you soon bye 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 bye, bye, bye. <laughs>